This is Cultivate a Good Life, episode 107, Your Modern Story. I'm Becky Higgins, and with me is Becky Proudfit. Hello there. We are friends. We are co-hosts. We are friends. We are co-hosts. <laughs> Our children are at each other's houses. Correct. In real Currently, life. all the children are at one house. <laughs> yes. Eating all the lasagna and macaroni and cheese. Sometimes we share meals. And we are here in the quiet house yes, recording an episode. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And oh, we are so excited about this one. I'm very excited. I get to put... Rebecca in the hot seat. You are. She actually has no idea the questions I'm going to ask. I do not. It but is true. You may have noticed if you follow along um, with Becky on social media mm-hmm. that she has been kind of working on not a new project, but a really passion specific, project. inspired passion project. It's- full of passion. And she is so full of passion that when she talks about it, to me or to any of her friends, you can just see that. And we really wanted to share that perspective with you in a podcast episode. And so we are going to be talking all about storytelling, Mm -hmm. about your story, about Mm -hmm. her story, about inspired action, and what this all has to do with my modern story. It's going to be really good. And even though I don't know what you're going to be asking me, I could talk always, anytime, any day for all the hours about any of this. So I we're going to, we're going to try to keep it to under seven and a half hours. That's the goal, right? Don't put limits on us. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys, we're stoked. But first let's hear a quick word from this week's sponsor. I think there's a gap in how we think about self-help. There is so much amazing information out there, so much we can learn, and yet sometimes that learning ends up on a reel in our head. You might be feeling like you want to reclaim a piece of yourself, maybe like I was, you're feeling stuck, knowing that there's something more, but not knowing how to figure out what that more is. Maybe you want to feel more at home in your skin. You might not even know what is holding you back from living the life you want because, well, we don't know what we don't know. Here is where the gap comes in. In a time where more great information is available at our fingertips, we should have every tool we need to live the most fulfilled lives. And yet that isn't what we're seeing happen. Becky and I have completely immersed ourselves in this work and have realized one very significant truth. We each have everything inside ourselves to live the life of our dreams. What we need is a guide to help us to figure out what we really want. That is so true. Once we can narrow down what it is that drives us, where that comes from, and what will actually bring us the increased feeling of ownership in ourselves, we can start to make decisions every day that bring us closer to our goals. In our audio course, Live the Story You Want to Tell, we take you on a guided journey to rediscover these truths for yourself. You will be empowered by the clarity you feel to know your next steps, and you'll gain the tools to maintain this clarity and intention in your life moving forward. This course takes the information, thoughts, and knowledge and helps you turn them into inspired action. You, my friend, are the author of your story and you are writing pages every day. The question is, what are you writing? 
There's no relationship or success that can compensate for not having a healthy and loving understanding of your worth. In this course, we take you on a meaningful journey of self-discovery, which is completely self-paced. With each lesson, you'll get downloadable worksheets and guides, which create a roadmap for you as you cultivate your very best life with you firmly in the driver's seat. Head to classroom.beckyhiggins.com and click on the Live the Story You Want to Tell audio course. Okay, I'm ready. Are you ready? Are you? Always <laughs> and forever. Amen. <laughs> Let's go. Okay, so I wanted to start off with a quote that I found. Okay. You may have heard it. I don't know, but it probably is my new favorite, and it's from Maya Angelou, okay. who's pretty much the wordsmith of all wordsmiths. She's amazing. And she says, there is no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm familiar with the words. Yes. Oh, I love that, and I think that's the best way to kick off totally um, exactly what is my modern story and so first I wanted to start and have you explain kind of what the inspiration felt like and what kind of drove you forward to launch my modern story oh boy okay um whole lot of inspiration so let me let me tell you first that for our listeners who don't even know kind of what we're talking about, obviously we're talking all about this the whole time, but I'm going to reference several times, I'm sure, to the free mini course. So I need you, first of all, guys, to understand that on in the classroom, in the BH classroom, which is classroom.beckyhiggins.com, there's a mini course that's called My Modern Story. So to answer your question, In the very beginning of the mini course, I actually share a whole handful of little, little seedlings, if you will, that kind of pointed to this inspiration, this like, um, culminating experience of actually putting this out there in the universe, if you will, because it had been something that I feel like was feeding into my life, but it was like a little here and a little there. And some of it was in the recent months and some of it was like years ago. And so, um, the short answer to that is that really this year, 2020, right? Right? (laughs) Like it's bananas. And I felt this sense of urgency, not just personally, but I felt our community, our online community and this sense of urgency of people who had an increased desire to document different than before. This Mm -hmm. isn't just documenting, scrapbooking, writing, journaling, like we've always known it. It just feels like this year has brought about some experiences and some pretty stirred up feelings, not always negative, by the way, of people having that greater sense of, man, I I need to write my stuff and I need to claim the authorship of that. It needs to come from me. And so that's really, that's really what it is, is this year kind of was the culminating effect of this is important and this is really relevant for right now. And a lot of it, I don't even know why some of it I do, cause I've been doing this work for 25 years, but right. some of it, I don't, I don't think I ever have to understand in my lifetime. I know that there are reasons why we need to be more intentional with the actual documenting and preserving of our stories and our insights and our thoughts, period, the end. Like that's, I just do. I love that quote because you almost could um, insert this word into it. And this is kind of the reason why I asked this question, that there's no greater agony than bearing 
and untold inspiration inside of you. Mm -hmm. Um, And like you said, I kind of wanted you to say that to take people on a roadmap of what inspiration might look like, of what inspiration might feel like, and, and how you take that and turn it into action, right? Like you were saying, these were seeds that were planted 25 years ago and 10 years ago and two months ago and two days ago. And the culmination of all of that inspiration got to that tipping point Mm -hmm. um, where you knew it was time, right? To kind of bring this knowledge to the forefront and actually articulate it. Because I think oftentimes with inspiration, one of two things happens. One, um, we feel inspiration and we're too scared to take action. Totally true. Or we feel inspiration and want to take action and we need to have patience. Mm -hmm. We need to be given more inspiration and we need to be patient before we like rush out of the gate. Totally. Well, Um, part of that patience, I have to say, is that I, I felt a lot of this brewing inside of me. The inspiration was flowing like, no. It wasn't flowing. It was flooding. Like I felt this massive rush in my head and my heart, head to toe, like inspiration was coming. And my big hesitation, because you talk about sometimes we're a little fearful of actually taking action, taking that next step. And for me, just because of my personality, I was really struggling with the packaging of it. Mm -hmm. Well, if this is supposed to help people because I feel it stirring inside of me and I know it's going to help me, then how on earth do I... what? is this? What is this thing? Is it a thing? Is it a product? Is it a program? Is Is it it a a class? Yeah. What is it? Is it an Instagram account? Like what even is this? And so I think to your point, sometimes when that inspiration comes, I think we also, it's cool to wrestle. I'm all down for the wrestle. And I wrestled back. I wrestled with this so much in the best possible way. Like wrestling is great, but also you cannot hold back from taking steps forward and putting that into motion just because you don't have it all figured out. And just because you don't have it, in my case, packaged right. And I was talking with a dear friend, our common friend, Macy, who um, who really encouraged me. She said it in these words, and I love it, and I'll never forget it. She's like, you got to just say it ugly. And I'm like, okay, I think I know what you mean, but like, what do you mean? And she's like, you've just got to, like, you clearly have to get this out of you. Mm-hmm. And you are obviously holding back because you want to figure out how to perfectly package it. Like, what is this? And she's like, you just got to say it ugly. And literally within 20 minutes, I was in my Instagram stories saying it ugly, mm-hmm. meaning I was like just verbally vomiting on everyone saying, hey, guys, these are my thoughts. These are my feelings. I know this is supposed to be something to help you, to help me, to help us. I don't know what this is going to look like, but what are your thoughts? And I, the engagement on that and the feedback and the people just coming and flooding in with their thoughts and their anxieties and their worries and their excitement and their feelings about documenting was overwhelmingly beautiful. Yeah. And now I'm like, yeah, I get it now, Macy. Say it ugly. So guys, just as you see how this relates to you, and Beck, I think that's a great way to ask the question is if you're thinking about something and it's stirring inside of you and you really know that it's something that you feel called to do, say it ugly do it ugly. Don't wait for the perfect steps. Don't wait for everything to be in line. Don't wait for everything to be figured out. Just move forward. Well, I think that's a great point to bring up uh, because everything will never be all figured out. There is no perfect way to do it. And honestly, you figure out and you refine as you say it ugly. Totally. Right. It goes back to that. One of my favorite quotes from Brendan Burchard that says, no one's afraid. Um, 
to reach their, it's like no one's afraid to start their dreams or just afraid to be seen starting small. And that's Mm. what it is. Like you have to just do the darn thing, take the steps. And so I love that you did that. You had the inspiration and then you created the Instagram account, my modern story. So the way that my modern story is set up is Becky is sharing over there um, prompts that were inspired from what she just shared with us about um, people's holdbacks, people's setbacks um, with documenting and with storytelling, I would say more in particular. So will you just give us a recap of what do you think are like the top three things that are keeping people um, from articulating their lives? Mm, Okay. So um, first of all, the prompts are kind of separate from like the problems, right? There's prompts that are journaling prompts that kind of help people guiding them through like what to actually write about. But to your point, like the, the questions, the problems, the roadblocks, the setbacks, these are the things that people really struggle with. Um, I think one thing is some people feel like, and this is something I totally relate to, that they get that all or nothing mentality stuck in their head. They think that if I am to tell my life story, if I am to document my experiences, that I, I need to kind of like say all the things. I need to back it up. I need, I need to write about my childhood mm-hmm. because that makes up who I am. And I need to write about what happened 25 years ago and also last summer and also last week. And so no wonder people get totally paralyzed with just the thought of documenting because where on earth do you even begin with that? And also that is the most overwhelming thought ever, ever. Like, and I... I hear so many people saying, oh yeah, I'll tell my life story when I'm like in my Mm sixties, my seventies, like that makes sense. And I just don't agree. I don't agree at all. I don't think that there's a time that you wait for. You're literally authoring your own story right now, whether or not you like it. Mm -hmm. So why not put pen to paper about it in this moment while it's on your brain fresh? So yeah. So number one, I think that is a big thing is that people don't, they feel completely overwhelmed and don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. Another thing that I know that you and I both share experience and seeing, and you should totally chime in if you want to on this is people hesitate that they don't feel like they have value in what they're recording. Like what about my life is actually that interesting that anybody else would want to read it. And I think the thought behind that with, you know, as we work people through the course, I think the thought behind that actually is that I'm not interesting. Mm -hmm. I have nothing to offer. There's nothing I have to give the world. Mm -hmm. And we sometimes hide behind like, well, there's nothing interesting going on. But what we're really saying is like, I don't think I'm worth remembering. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of like, I don't, I don't get that because I see value in everyone. Oh, there's value in every single person. And that is a total lie that we tell ourselves. Um, but we reinforce that when we don't act, when we don't kind of work ourselves out of it, we reinforce that narrative that we are in fact just, you know, a character in our life. And we're not mm-hmm. like, we're not at all. I love what you said about the whole life story. Cause I hear that a lot from people like, Oh, my life story. And I got to start here and I got to do that. And, and I've really come to realize your life story is not a book. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's a million volumes. It's not like it has a beginning, middle and end. It and doesn't. I think people wait until what they perceive to be the expected end of their life totally. to start to do it. 
But if Alexander Hamilton has taught us nothing, like really, <laughs> in the last song that makes me cry every time, it's the who lives, who dies, who tells your story. Mm-hmm. Like you can't rely. You well, First of all, you have no idea when the end of your life is going to be. Correct. And your life is not one big story arc. It's all these moments in between. Mm-hmm. And we miss those because we're trying to like craft this narrative of this really spectacular life. Totally. But what makes up a spectacular life? everything small moments everything that everything leads up to it yes for sure so um oh go ahead well you I think you asked me to share three so mm-hmm. I did have one more because that yeah. was two one more thing that comes to mind that holds people back is and this isn't everybody but this is a lot of people certainly a lot of people that have been in this community that I've been a part of for my whole adult life and that is that there are a lot of people who just feel like they can't move forward unless they have a framework mm-hmm. unless they understand the structure of like what where do my stories go? Like, how do I make them? How do I tell them? What do I do with them? Where do what they... What is a story? What is a story? Yes, good point. And so that is that is a huge setback for a lot of people. And I think that's why so quickly, so many people gravitated toward the free mini course and to the Instagram account because it's so simple. Mm-hmm. It's truly so simple. And I just laid out this framework of this is where it can be. The project life app is where I center the work. And because it's the simplest way to do it, you could sit on your computer and you can type out your stories and that's wonderful. But then how do the pictures get married with that? And then where do they end up? So right. the project life app is kind of that full circle, full package, full framework situation where you tell the stories right there with a picture if you want, or several pictures and they all come together on the page and it's just that one page at a time. And then they all end up in a book, no matter what the size, no matter what the format, they're literally still all in the same book together. And, and you don't have to print it all at once. You know, you can wait. And so all of this to say that when people have a little bit more of that handheld experience of like, do, do it this way and try it that way. But don't think about the other 79 versions of how you could do this. Right. That's so overwhelming. Yeah. And so just guiding people through that very specific formula has been really, really effective. Well, and I'm loving the new editorial templates Mm -hmm. uh, on the app because truly like documenting is not one size fits all, Mm -hmm. even for per person, like what works for you today might not set your soul on fire tomorrow. And so I, what I've learned is I think with documenters, I feel like there's picture takers, there's like visual storytellers who write words, and then there's verbal storytellers who take pictures. And I love that the app gives you the option to be total visual, total words, a mix of them, a page here, a page there. And so it really meets like whatever inspiration that you're feeling. And that has been so fun for me. Um, as you know, I'm more of a verbal storyteller mm-hmm. that pairs pictures and having that freedom, um, with the editorial templates has been amazing. Well, so I have a question. Yeah. You ready? Okay. Why is it important that you have a physical, like manifestation of your thoughts? Like, why is it important that it ends up in a book or in a printed page or why does that even matter? So a couple things on that. First of all, I say this a lot, but I really realize that not everybody catches everything that I share. And so if this is repetitive for you because you've been around, that's awesome. That's great. If it's new to you, I, I want you to lean in and listen up because this is this really matters to me and to you, Becky. This yeah. matters to both of us. And that is that documenting and preserving your stories and physically being able to have 
the manifestation, as you say, of these memories and these thoughts and these insights and your take on life and your advice and whatever you want to call it is someday absolutely going to benefit someone, whether or not you believe it. You may not even have children or posterity or offspring whatever <laughs> of any kind ever. And you have no idea how that book of memories, if you will, will benefit someone else. There's a, there's a quote that says um, something along the lines of uh, your recordings and your documenting and your storytelling is one day going to be someone else's survival guide. I really believe that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's great. And we all, I think a lot of us who do any sort of documenting understand that for these physical things to be passed down is awesome. But I know that you share this belief with me that no one benefits more than you, the documenter. And so when I go through the effort and I put my stories on paper and I bring these words and these pictures together and I have that manifestation of like my heart, my mind, my soul, my, my spirit, my me, right? This is so me. I can't imagine not having that in physical format because it seems like we put too much trust in technology and we never know when something's going to happen, right? And formats change and everything changes. And so for me, let me just illustrate it with this. This morning, I was flipping through my book, not because I sit on the couch and read through my own book all the time, but because I was actually taking a few pictures of it for a new spot, a TV spot that I was doing coming up. And I flipped open it. I happened to flip open to a couple of pages, two different pages, but both about hiking. And I was like, oh, that's a piece of my soul that I'm missing right now. I'm only hiking once a week when I used, I used to do it earlier this year in cooler temperatures, like almost every day. And so I sat and I read the pages and I reminded myself sitting physically with that book in my hands, flipping through those pages. And I reminded myself, this is why hiking means so much to me. And there's nothing like holding that physical book and those pages in your hand because it becomes your truth. It becomes your story uh, more than if it's just a thought in your head, more than if you just never wrote it down. Oh, I totally agree with that. I think um, we share this in the Live the Story You Want to Tell course, but there is actually a study that looked at people who are in the habit of writing things down and writing their thoughts out and trying to articulate like what's going on in their head. And in the beginning, when people start this, the area of the brain that lights up, like lights up like normal, whatever. But the longer that people practice this art of kind of writing their thoughts down, that part of your brain actually becomes stronger and more lit up. And it is like a muscle that you exercise that you become more efficient as Mm -hmm. you continue this over time. Mm -hmm. And that has totally been the case for me. Um, One of the things I think my modern story does really, really well is um, when I came into this kind of documenting industry, the one thing I would always say to Becky is I'm like, I feel like people are missing from their stories. Like it it maybe is almost like a defense mechanism that we'll tell the story of our kids and the things our family did. But like a lot of times, I think especially as women, we leave ourselves out of the narrative of our life and just kind of document all these external things. And what I think my modern story has done is this is your thoughts. This isn't what does your kids think or how was your Christmas. This was your thoughts about a specific topic that that completely is like bringing a piece of yourself, a piece of your soul 
on to paper. So what is the value in the exercise of looking at a thought-provoking prompt and doing something with that? Like, what do you think the value of that is? When, okay, so every week we share a prompt on my modern story, right? And the prompt is super simple. It's not like, I mean, these are not earth shattering prompts. They're the first one I shared was the same one that is in the actual, the free mini course, which is what are three points of joy right now? The magic comes. And when you actually think about that for yourself, you can see a prompt and go, that's nice. And kind of keep scrolling, keep moving on, keep moving forward. But when you actually take the time to think about, you know what, like this is a rough week. In fact, this whole year kind of is like the worst, right? But right now in this moment, I can think of three things that bring me joy and it could have something to do with another person or not. It could have something to do with an object or not. It could have something to do with thinking about that place that I love or not. But as I put my brain into motion and I actually think about what those things are, then I start feeling more joy, right? So it's no longer now a prompt. It's now becoming instilled in my heart. And now what happens when I take that a step further and actually go through with the exercise and I write about it, now my heart's bursting of joy because I am feeling it. I'm not just writing about it. I am literally feeling the joy. Another recent prompt is, I don't know and it's okay. This is something I've talked about on social media before. I've already shared about it before, but I'm like, you know what? This needs to be an actual prompt because people are doing it. And so what happens when you identify the, I don't know, and it's okay. Well, guess what? A lot of us don't know a whole lot, a whole lot of everything, a whole lot of, we really don't know about a lot of things right now. And so for, it's interesting. I got feedback from several of the contributors who said this writing exercise and actually following through with the prompt and making the page made me, it made me think about how it's okay. Because there's a lot we don't know, but when I had to actually write about it, I was able to identify how it actually is okay. So now what happens? I feel okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There are uncertain times, but it's totally okay. I love that you brought that up because I think when we are forced to articulate the thoughts in our head, our brains, if we don't articulate it, is always going to try to find evidence of something negative to keep us safe, to keep us guarded, to give us a shield, whatever you want to call it. And forcing yourself to write out what you actually think, because a lot of times we have thoughts in our heads, positive or negative, that we don't actually believe are true. They're just thoughts in our head, but they can severely affect our moods and how we we actually feel about life. When you're forced to articulate what is actually true to you, it forces you to confront some of those thoughts, I think. Totally. And you're able to be more intentional about A, what is true to you, and B, thoughts that don't serve you, and emphasizing the ones that do. Well, and we all know that you will find what you're looking for. So if the prompt said, what's something you just don't know you're confused about? That's completely different than tell me what you don't know and how it's also okay. So see what I'm doing there is I'm forcing people to find out how it's actually okay. And so that's where the intention comes from in the prompts too. And to everything that you're saying, it supports what we both have always believed. And we've brought up, I think here on the podcast many times, and that is you will find what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. So allowing those prompts to guide you and looking for things that will bless and serve you. It's pretty awesome. Not just from a documenting standpoint, but from a life enhancing standpoint. 
I totally agree with you. And this was something we bring up in the live the story you want to tell course, but there is a little bit, I think a gap with quote self-help where, um, people aren't understanding that really the point of all of that is to help you to access the tools that are already inside of you. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not about like buying this course and gaining this and doing that and this person's idea on life and internalizing all that. Really, it's helping you to become clear and centered on the truth and the inspiration you already have innately inside of you. Yeah. Which is what I think is so cool about my modern story because it's helping you dig to dig, get to that and mm-hmm. get to know yourself better. Mm-hmm. If you're following along with my modern story and doing the prompts, I promise you that you are going to know yourself better. Well, and I shameless plug here, but yes, I agree with you. And if you feel even a little bit of how that's helping the audio course, I mean, I, I don't have to tell you <laughs> guys, but I love that audio like, course so guys, much. It's just, it, it is the deeper dive. It's the deeper dive and it helps you uncover so much more that you just, you know, Beck, sometimes you and I have recognized in people that they don't even know what it is that they're wanting or mm-hmm. what it is that they're, what they don't know. They don't know what they don't know. They don't know what could make life a little bit sweeter. And, um, and I agree with you that that is where the gap is in that space. And anyway, enough about that, but the audio course is just like, it's like 10 times level level, excuse me, 10 levels deeper yeah. than what mon- my modern story is offering, but it all works. It all together. works together. It's all yes. part of the same storytelling. Yeah. And really that gap kind of came up because I realized I was writing one day about early motherhood and how I often hear like people remark, oh, I lost myself in motherhood. And sometimes we hear these popular catchphrases of the self-help genre, like mm-hmm. authenticity or what it means um, to love your life or all these different things. And we start to maybe identify. And so I've heard a lot of, I've lost myself in motherhood. And the more I reflected on that, um, I was very lucky to have a, a husband and a father to my children who would have given me any amount of time I needed or like he would have literally done anything to help me. But at that time in my life that I really was struggling, I couldn't even articulate what I needed. So he, you know, I would go on a girl's night and I'd come back and it didn't help. And so at that time, I didn't even know what I wanted or what I needed. If only my modern story had been around back then, if only (laughs) this had been around because I would have been able to dive into like what I actually feel and what Mm -hmm. I actually think. And I think too often as women, we sometimes hide behind our relationships or our families or maybe the external validation of what we think our lives should look like. And we forget to put ourselves in the story. Yeah. So I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. I want you to think of one experience in your life that really was a profound, um, a profound experience you had with storytelling about yourself. Hmm. Okay. So last May when I had my anxiety attack and I, we shared about that on the podcast already. Um, and I had to literally run away from life's responsibilities and just check out for a week and focus on myself, which feels so (laughs) unnatural, uncomfortable, selfish, all the things, Mm -hmm. but I did it because I knew and my husband knew it was the right thing for me to do. And I spent a great deal of time writing, 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 right? And I've loved documenting my whole life. We can trace it back to my childhood. I have all 
kinds of different ways that I've documented. But what you're asking is when I started feeling that shift, there's not this one pivotal moment. There's just not. It's line upon line in every way, truly, in my whole life. But I feel like that experience with going, holy crap, I didn't even know that I had anxiety. I had no idea that I was completely consumed by the over-identification with my work that I, that it led to this crazy experience. I had no idea that my stress was actually that high. I just didn't know. So when I had that experience, it was called self-realization. That's what it was. So I self-realized, I was like, oh, I am really struggling with this. Oh, I have a serious weakness with that. Oh, I'm really good with this, right? And I'm kind of going, okay, who's Becky the person? Take me outside of the business owner and the mom and the wife and the person who's trying to serve in her community and the, and on and on and on, right? Who am I at my core? I feel like when I was able to actually focus on what I am about and who I am at my core and how that manifests itself in the action that I take in my life, I was happier, I was more clear, I was more peaceful, I was better in my wifing and my mothering and my friending and my working and my bossing, right? Like all these roles in my life, just they just kind of like made more sense in a way that I took more ownership of. And so I feel like because I benefited so much from putting things in writing and not just processing in my head, but processing in words, then it started making more sense to me that I needed to show up more in my storytelling. I've always been in my storytelling because that's what I do, but in a more meaningful and intentional way than I had ever done before. I think with my modern story, it's something totally different than creating a family yearbook or some of those things. I like to document our vacations a very specific way. Um, and I love that you said like when you went to Movara for that week, that it felt selfish because I think one of the holdups people may have is it feels really self-indulgent mm -hmm. to write about yourself. It does. Right. Yeah, I get that. Um, however, if you look at people who have inspired you, I know on social media, there's several people I follow that do this kind of writing that really inspire me, mm -hmm. that help me to notice things inside of myself that open up doors of thought that I wouldn't have opened before. Um, and honestly, I think the number one benefit, like you were saying, is when you start doing this kind of writing, you see yourself self-actualizing into action in your life. Yes. The more you play into this role of being present in your life, being the author of your life, the more you actually author your life. I could not agree more. And the more you have, the more your intention is focused and clear, you have greater peace. You have greater happiness because you know what you want and you're actively moving towards that. Like the motto with it is inspiration felt, action taken, page completed. Mm -hmm. You feel the inspiration. Going back to what Maya Angelou said, there's no greater agony than bearing an untold story or an untold inspiration. And I think that articulation of what Maya Angelou is talking about is what a lot of people are feeling when they say, I feel like there's more. I feel like I have purpose. I want something for myself. I want to find a piece of myself again. I think really what they're saying is, I have an untold story inside of me. Totally. And it's unbearable. Well, and let's take it to, let me just point this to you for a minute, because you are a documenter. You are a writer. Words, writing, articulation means so much to you. They have become 
it's like an essential way that you it's exist. It's my favorite. It's your favorite. And mm-hmm. in the last couple of years, this has exploded for you, right? And in the last couple of weeks, couple of months, it's been really hard for you to find the time. Mm-hmm. No, there's no finding to create and cultivate the time because summer has lasted 18 months 18,000 years <laughs> and homeschool. And then there's homeschool. Right. It's not actual homeschool. It's online school. Online school. Yeah. And yeah. The, we're doing the, the online school. Right. Mm-hmm. And so my point being that even if you're already like, oh, documenting is your thing, mm-hmm. writing is your thing, you take a person like you, Becky, who that is already a love and that agony has been real. You have For felt sure. it. It's the agony I feel of not hiking lately that mm-hmm. you also share. Yes. Like because not writing and not hiking. I'm like, oh, you're a mess. Seriously. <laughs> That's, this is how I move through my life. That explains the zit between your eyebrows. You guys, this zit is just, I, yes, I have a, okay, moving on from moving the zit. On. No, but like truly, truly, truly the agony isn't just for people who are documenters, right? So that's what I'm talking about with you. A lot of you who aren't yet in that space, you probably mm-hmm. don't even realize that what you're struggling with, that like inner inner wrestle, partly can be resolved when you just put things to words. You actually write stuff down. I'm using a lot of hand gestures. A lot of passionate <laughs> hand gestures. I just had a, an articulation come to mind for this. Oh, good. Um, when I was documenting in the past, here and there and inconsistently, I was always writing a story for someone else to mm. read. Like it was always for the people that came after me or for my kids. What shifted for me is I started writing my story when I'm saying that, writing my life, articulating my life, getting in a consistent habit of writing. I started writing for myself to read. And that's kind of the process. That's really what I do on my Instagram account is if I'm struggling, I seek inspiration about what I'm struggling about and then I articulate it. And it's like using your own skills to coach yourself out of every anything that you can come in contact with. It's mm-hmm. coaching yourself about what you really want, about what you want to create more of in your life. And that is what it is totally meant to me. And I will say that a lot of people are going to feel like, well, that's great that you feel confident in your writing abilities. And this mm-hmm. is something that we'll address more on my modern story. But since we're talking about it, I want to just give you permission that if you don't feel like a writer... If you don't feel like you have the gift of articulation or the gift of, yeah, being able to put thoughts into actual words, can you give yourself a chance? Open up the laptop. um, Say it ugly. Open the notebook. Exactly. Write it ugly. Or put it in the notes of your phone, like whatever. And just like Becky said, say it ugly. You just aren't giving yourself the chance. You're not giving yourself the opportunity to see what actually might come out if you just give yourself that opportunity. And that involves opening the laptop or the notebook or the notes section or the pad of paper. Like give yourself that chance. I will say too, the articulation um, and really quick articulation isn't something that happens immediately. Mm -hmm. Like give yourself a chance to not be good at it. And there's help and resources out there if you want more help on how to articulate or if you hit a roadblock um, in in really knowing what your thoughts are enough to articulate them. But it is a practiced activity. Mm-hmm. That's why My Modern Story is so brilliant because it gives you a weekly, very tangible um, journaling prompt that gives you the chance to exercise that muscle like we were talking about, to start to get your head in that space of writing. And once you start articulating, 
it's the same with taking photos. Once you start being really um, into taking photos and consistent with it, you start to see more beauty around you, it's right? true. And you start to see like the little frames in your mind of what you want to capture. And this, it's the same with writing. You'll start to get phrases. You'll start to be able to understand and hear your inspiration better because you're in the habit of knowing that it's going to be articulated. Well, I'm beginning with the end in mind, which we love to do when you think about it. And if you think that the end result can actually help you have a better grasp on how you actually view the world and how you actually feel about something that you're in the thick of. And you have to kind of lean on us, like trust us when we say that that actually happens, if you don't believe it yet. Um, but if that's the end result and you're like, Oh, that could happen for me, then that should be a motivating factor for you. If nothing else, lean on that, like lean on that feeling of this could really help me. And probably not the first time I write something, but maybe the second or third, or maybe it's the 17th time, but it's exercising that muscle. It's giving yourself that opportunity. And it is, I love this phrase. It is positioning yourself pen in your hand or thumbs on the keypad or fingers on the keyboard. Like that is all positioning yourself, position yourself to be receptive to the word. To be inspired. Yes. Yes. Yep. Inspiration comes, I think, when you are totally receptive. Um, so the next thing I want to talk about is kind of tricky, and it's something that I have heard from quite a few people, actually. It's something that came up in our live event um, last year. It's something that's come up with people in my life. Um, but when, if you're in a dark place, if you're not super healthy mentally or just don't feel like Maybe you have trauma going on in your life, serious trauma. Maybe um, you've had really serious unresolved trauma in your past. Um, what would you say to people who are in that situation? I had someone say to me, well, I just don't think what's happening in my life. Like, I don't want to remember this. Mm -hmm. okay. What is the value in them documenting their thoughts about the awful that's going on in their lives? It's a really great question. I will share my thought and I definitely want you to chime in as well because we both have seen this. Maybe we've even both experienced it at different times. A couple of thoughts. First of all, when you put words to what you're going through and you actually take action and you come up with the articulation for it, if it feels really dark or harmful to a relationship or self-harmful or just something that you would just never want anyone else to read, it's actually okay to write it and then destroy it. I don't recommend that people do that all the time, but you're bringing up an extreme situation. If somebody has an extreme situation where truly they would be articulating things in a way that would shame someone else or damage a relationship or damage, um, it would be disparaging someone's name or legacy, or it would just, it's probably just shouldn't be in anyone else's possession. Then get it out, process your feelings, find the words to help you understand how you're feeling and then shred it, burn it, throw it away, dig a hole and bury it. Like that's okay. Um, the other thought with that is that I have, I don't want to be Pollyanna about this. I promise you, but this is just me. Okay. So, okay. okay. This is me. I don't think I have written anything that I wouldn't want someone else to see. What do I mean by that? I have been through some really, everyone has been through really hard things and I have intentionally written down 
about some of these experiences in a way that does not shame anyone, does not throw anyone under the bus, but totally explains how I navigated my way through the challenge. And that's my point is that it's, what was I looking for? Am I looking to just spill things out? Again, giving you full permission. If you need to just throw up on paper and then destroy it later, I'm all for it. The way I want to serve myself through my own documenting is I want to actually find greater courage. I want to actually find the blessings in the hard trials. I want to actually, um, figure out how I can be a better version of myself through this deeply challenging experience. And so because that's my mindset, I'm not trying to gloss over the hard things. And I'm definitely not trying to say that every hard thing is a blessing. I'm just saying for me, it has served me well to write in a way that's like, man, this is hard and this is how I'm getting through it, but nothing is disparaging of anyone else. Perfect answer. I no, love that. Not perfect. So there is a quote. There's an author, Judy. I always mess her name up. It's Picold. I don't Picold. know. Anyway, she's a really famous, um, fiction, um, author. Mm -hmm. And she has a quote and she says, you can always edit a bad page, but you can't edit a blank page. Mm. And I love what you said about if you are really buried in thoughts about situations in your life, do the verbal dump, like totally Totally. write everything on the page because you can always edit. And sometimes getting out that ugly, like those really harsh feelings is so cleansing. And then you can kind of start to as you edit through that to really look at what your place is within that. I think this exercise really takes you from being a victim to trauma, to, to articulating your space inside of it. Mm. And it goes back to that quote that you said about, um, you know, your story is becoming someone else's survival guide. If you have a, a trauma or hard things, just crap happening in your life that involve other people I know this has been a challenge for me. I've had things that I haven't wanted to talk about, not because I don't want to talk about them, but because I'm afraid it's going to damage a relationship. Um, However, there is a way to storytell your story within that situation. And it doesn't have to be this person and that person. But honestly, that's not like a super helpful way to look at it anyways. But really just explaining your, how it was to be in that situation, what it feels like, even to just express I don't know how to tell this story, but I know that I want to preserve like my space inside of it. Like you mm-hmm. can say those things and mm-hmm. tell your story. Cause another thing I hear is like, well, it's not really my story to tell if it involves other people. Hmm. False. Yeah. I say false to that. Yeah. Then what happens in your life, the life that you're living is always your story to tell. And there's a way to do it. Keeping, keeping it from your perspective, not of other people's actions, but of your actions inside of that. Totally. And I think that that's a much more healthful way to approach the hard stuff anyways. It's a much more productive way. And if you need to write the ugly, write the ugly, burn the ugly, but it's going to help you get to a more healthy understanding in your Mm -hmm. mind and a more settled place, I think, with um, a lot of jumbled thoughts. I totally agree. I want to illustrate before we move on, I want to just give you a specific example of what I did with this, what we're talking about, this hard stuff. And it was earlier this year and it was a really difficult situation, a personal situation. And the way I wrote about it, I didn't make a page. This wasn't an editorial page in the app. This was me and my notebook and pen, right? Pen to paper. And I was able to articulate, I am 
so sad. I am struggling. Someone I care about deeply is going through something very hard. Now, do you see how vague I'm being, right? You mm-hmm. don't know if I'm talking about family or friend. You don't know if it's a close person or somebody from the distance. You don't right. know You don't know anything, right? But you know I'm being honest about my feelings. This is hard. I am struggling. This is ripping my heart out, blah, blah, blah. And then what I decided to do very intentionally with my journaling, again, don't. I'm not Pollyanna about this. This is just serving me well. I titled the top of the next page, Finding the Miracles. So what was I doing? I literally looked for the miracles in my life. For the next 48 hours, I just wrote every small miracle that I Mm -hmm. could see and find in the situation. And before writing anything, I would have never told you that there was any miracle in any of the situation because it was that heartbreaking. Right. But because I titled the top of that page and I was looking for them, you will find what you're looking for. I found miracles upon miracles and I filled pages and pages for the next couple of days of just miracles. And they were literally miracles. This wasn't me just making it up. And that is the power of documenting. That is the power of taking your mindset from trauma and brokenheartedness and challenge to it's okay. This is hard and it's okay. I don't know. And it's okay. I think I don't know are some of the most powerful words in the English language, because I love that first you expressed like, I feel helpless inside of this. I am torn up inside. Bearing this is agony like this is really hard because that that right there what you're speaking that is your narrative inside of what happened mm-hmm. that isn't someone else's truth that's your truth and totally. you're not disparaging anyone or blaming anyone or shaming anyone or shaming yourself but sometimes just to say like I don't know what to do next I am really struggling I am so sad just to acknowledge those feelings puts them in a much healthier space And then to take that and you felt inspired to look for miracles. And then because you were not burdened down with these thoughts of like, oh my gosh, I'm so sad. Oh my gosh, I'm so sad. Like you gave those words, I am so sad. And the minute that they needed. Yeah. And so they were no longer a cumbersome clutter in your head that was choking you. Mm. And it freed your mind to be able to see the miracles. And I mean, this is like, I could talk about this all day because this is like the miracle of documenting. This is is the miracle of writing. And, um, it's something we really, really deeply want each and every one of you to give, to give a fair shake and a fair shot in your life. And so here's what I'm asking all you listeners to do. Mm -hmm. I want you to go to the Instagram account. I want you to follow my modern story. And I want for four weeks, just four weeks, very specific. I want you to commit to, um, to doing the very easy, very inspired journaling prompts for four weeks. Yep. It will, it could take you no more than five minutes each week. Correct. But I want you to try it. I want you to give yourself that kind of fair shake with writing. And I challenge each of you to do that and um, take note of what changes in your life. Take note of thoughts that are changing. Take note of um, if you're receiving more inspiration. If you find yourself by week three or four, having even more things that you want to write about and you become less dependent on the prompts. I promise you doing this is going to change your life. It is going to, it, what it is is it's giving you the instruction manual for tools you already have. Mm. That was a good articulation. That was really good. That's what it is. 
Make a quote graphic of that's that. That's right. Claire, you got that, girl. But really, that's what it is. You have all the tools, and this is the instructions of how to use them all to get, mm. get yourself where you want to be. Oh, I love that. Oh, oh, I just love that you get it. Oh, I... I know you get it. This get is it not news to me. So I'm just hard. saying, I like, it. I just... What? <sighs> Starting the podcast... Nearly two years ago. Can you believe that was that? I know. Oh my gosh. I was thinking that because (gasps) our first like meeting was like July, like laterish July. And I was like, man. And then you know what I was thinking about? Mm. This is another good writing exercise, actually. I think you should make a prompt about this. Okay. Um, Is looking back to where I was one year ago. Yeah. And two years ago. Mm -hmm. Because for me, something I struggle with because I'm very ambitious, because I am an overachiever, I have a hard time taking the pause to recognize what has happened over the past two years. Yeah. Because I'm so looking forward to that next mountain or that next goal. Yes. Or I feel like it's not going as quick as I want to or whatever my mind is playing tricks on me with that week. Taking a moment to pause and look back and say, okay, this is what I did in the past year. These are the things that happen in the past year. That's good. Because you're Mm going to realize that you do so much more than you are stopping and giving yourself credit for. Agree. And when you have a discouraging thought of, I wish I was doing more, which I think if you're a female, if you're of the female (laughs) gender, (laughs) that is ingrained into us. Mm -hmm. I should be doing more. I wish I was doing more. In the world. And we just don't stop to be like, Look at what I've done. Mm-hmm. That would be a good one. Mm. Okay. I've written it down because that's, <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> okay. I have one final question oh, okay. about MMS. Okay. Because I'm curious. I don't know that I've heard your answer. I I just would love to hear you articulate. Um, one thing that's different is Becky has really opened MMS. Like this is not just like Becky getting and talking to you about stuff. This really is a whole community of mm. contributors that mm-hmm. literally, like this isn't like one or two contributors, like- so many people's voices are on um, this Instagram account with My Modern Story. And so I wanted to ask you, what was the inspiration behind having not just one or two contributors, but like opening it to anyone who had oh, anything they wanted to say? I'm so glad you asked. Yeah, we haven't talked about this yet. Thank you for asking. That's actually a really good question. It comes from being in this industry for 25 years and having documenting only appeal to a certain group of people. I'm over it. This is not just for middle-aged women. This is not just for moms. This is not just for white women. This is not just for females. This is not just for Americans. This is not just for a certain group of people. Owning your story and actually being the literal author of your stories and truly putting it to paper and taking action, feeling inspired, taking action and making the page is for everybody. And it isn't a gender thing. It isn't an age thing. It's not a demographic thing. It's not an economic thing. Dare I say, the way that it's being presented, it's not even a hobby thing. No. It's a life skill thing. Yes. Thank you for adding that. because, And that's something I've tried to emphasize is you can have zero experience. And the way that I've curated who's contributing, which is not a group of people, it's literally anyone. 
And it's all, I'm pulling from people who are already there at my modern story and they're engaging, they're commenting. So I reach out at random. I'm like, Hey, want to make a page? That's mm -hmm. literally what happens. Like literally that's what happens. And I definitely am trying to get old and young and male uh, and everyone. female and black yeah. and white. And you could be a dog and be a contributor, right? right. I just want everybody contributing and, um, and it excites me. You can tell, but I think that for too long, for too long, this space, this industry uh, that is centered on preserving memories has been far too focused on creating, myself included in past years, in creating what we call creative teams. And when this inspiration was flowing about everything that my modern story would be, it became just a complete no-brainer to me that this wasn't about curating a team of people who regularly contribute, but rather the entire community. And my dad, for example, would not consider himself. He's a documenter. He, you guys may even know he's my first inspiration. Oh, he is the documenter of all documenters. He, he is. And yet never, ever, ever, ever would he have related to being a quote scrapbooker. Mm -hmm. And this isn't scrapbooking. This is storytelling. This is preserving pieces of your heart and your mind. And it's different. It's inherently different. It's different than preserving memories. It's like actively writing your life. It is. It is actively authoring your own story. And that to me is the most widely appealing thing to anyone. And that's why never before in my entire career have I felt confident enough to reach out to the Joe on the street that I know nothing about mm -hmm. probably has no experience with documenting. And I still feel confident that he can make a page mm -hmm. or that she can make a page because truly anyone can and everyone should. And everyone should. Truly. That's the thing is this really has opened up from maybe a more niche hobby type activity um, and really made it palatable and applicable for everyone, which is really what I think it always was. And now this is just the next evolution mm -hmm. of, of an even better way. Right. It's, it's not, I won't even say that it's better. I just think that I think, it's, well, I think it's more meaningful. I for think me. so. Yes. And I think it's more applicable and reaches more people. But as I always say, take it for a spin, try it on, see if it fits, see if you like it. See if it works for you and if it serves you, because this, this, um, avenue, this form, this platform, this, uh, that's not the right word, this, um, medium, medium and approach for documenting. Um, I think it could and should be something that you dear listener try out, but if it's not for you, I just want you documenting, do it however it works for you. But I would like you to commit to four weeks. <laughs> Personally. Well, this is a perfect way to wrap up, right? Yeah. Like, did you ask all your questions? I did. Your questions are like the best. Oh, Those good. were fantastic and meaningful questions. And I appreciate the opportunity to, to speak a little more about this. And it's never complete without your perspective as well. We could do this all day long. I think a good way to wrap up is with action. I want you guys to take to heart what Becky just brought up. Following My Modern Story on Instagram, check the box. Takes about a second and a half. Follow the account the prompts are always these graphics with a little circle in it. Very easy to find when you, you go miss on. It. You can't miss it. Yeah. And, and just across all the saved highlights are, are all of the prompts. And you can see sample pages of people 
Jills and Joes. Real people. <laughs> real people. These are not curated stories. These are real people yes. using real prompts. Totally. Very, Real very, pictures. Yes. I'm not selecting people because of their good photography or their skills in writing. Like nothing. Just random people. Anyway, um, so step one, follow my modern story. Um, and like Becky said, do that for four weeks, just follow a prompt and spend five or 10 minutes a week, just writing a page. And then the other thing I want you guys to do is go to classroom.beckyhiggins.com and right there at the top of the page, you will see my modern story. It is free. Why? Because I don't want a barrier. I don't want an excuse. I don't want a reason for you to not take and take this, um, content to heart. It is like total in the five lessons. It is less than the length of a movie. You can do this all in one sitting or not. It's completely self-paced and you guys F R E E free. Like there's just not a reason to not take it. And then that will just lay all the groundwork for what you need to know. Woo. I'm so excited for you guys. I hope you got that little stirring in your heart, that excitement to know Hey, dude, you have all the tools, everything you need, and you're going to find the resources you need to know how to use the darn things. For sure. And if you're feeling this inside of you and you take action, you're like, oh, yeah, I've got this. Please don't hold back from sharing it with somebody else. Your parents, your siblings, your friends, your coworkers, your neighbors, like whoever else comes to mind right now in this moment, even just me mentioning it, if there's someone else who you're like, oh. I just want them to do this for themselves and to get these stories preserved. Just point them to this episode, point them to my modern story on Instagram, the free mini course, any of it, all of it. You guys, thank you for being a part of this. Thanks for letting us go on and on and on about documenting. We kind of love it a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> but I, I love it because we almost love it from two different ends of the spectrum. And it took me a long time to find my footing in this industry to be like, oh no, I do belong here. I am a documenter. But I needed to find out what that meant to me and mm-hmm. what my medium was. Mm-hmm. And so the marrying of beautiful words and images, meaningful images is just... Pure magic. It's pure magic. And I want to, I want to give you Becky Proudfit a little nod that people, this isn't something that you would have expected and people may not know this, but when I think about all the little seeds that have been planted in my life for all of my life, and when I think about what has been uncovered and what has unfolded in my life the last couple of years, there's no question in my mind that Becky Proudfit, the person in my life, personally, professionally, all of it plays into that. Because of where your heart is and the work that we've done together, it all adds up and they're all lots of little seedlings. And the way that we just get each other in that space of documenting and and truly authoring your own story is the reason we created the audio course together, Live the Mm. Story You Want to Tell. It's the reason why this works and the podcast work. It's the reason why with my modern story and the direction it's going, you're like, oh, I get that. I, that is yes, yes, yes. And so I thank you for your contribution to where my own evolution has gone. And you just, you are a piece of that. And it's just a beautiful thing. Well, thanks. You're welcome. And And I will say the reason why I really wanted to, to do this episode is because there is nothing more inspiring than seeing your friends get inspiration and do something with it. Agree. It is such an honor to watch you, um, bring this passion project to fruition and it makes me feel like 
I can bring to fruition the inspirations that I have totally and, and the things that I feel called to do. So thank you for setting that example, for acting on it, for being patient and then being ready and being available <laughs> and then doing the darn thing. Um, that is an example for all of us. And like that listener, um, we read a review that said it's, it's awesome to have friends who feel like you have friends who really support and cheer you on. And I feel that 4,000% from you. Well, thank you. And we want that to round out for you guys as listeners, as people, as friends in this community. We want you to feel that permission as well because we are totally cheering you on. And we thank you for carving out the time to be here week after week. You show up and you listen. And we appreciate you joining us in this continued conversation about cultivating a good life. And in this case, documenting. Nothing that either one of us has said is more important than the specific things you have felt that are personal for you, truly personal for you. We invite you to write down those promptings, of course, and most importantly, act on them. We do love you. We're cheering you on always, and we look forward to being with you next week. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Yeah, I was waiting for you to say oh. something. I just forgot to instruct you. What's okay. the problem, Bob? Okay, sounds really good. Can you just say something more so I can hear sure. you? Okay, How are you, how's your stress level? I think this cystic acne on my forehead that I've never had before is throbbing just a little. Does it affect your stress level? I can see it from here. There's a right? shadow. No, like no, it's there's like something bizarre. Growing. Like it is like... I'm really sorry. Do you think I should try to pop it tonight? I'm going to, I'm going to suggest you don't. I think you're right. Because if I do, it could really go poorly. (laughs) You're still pretty. I'm concerned. (laughs)